Just when you thought the United States was as polarized as it could get politically, the U.S. women win their fourth championship in soccer, and with it comes a lot of drama. We're going to take that apart and talk about it. Stick around. I will be right back. You are listening to Climate and Chaos with Jay Bashayo. Welcome again to Climate and Chaos with Jay Bashayo. And we're going to get things started today by talking about the U.S. women's soccer team. You know, you would think that we'd be able to win a championship in this country and that the country would be able to come together. Republican, Democrat, shouldn't matter, right? That would happen if the players themselves were not pretty much taking every effort they could to divide the country even further. I want to talk about a couple different things, but first... I want to talk about Nike's official excuse with the shoe. So I'm going to switch uh, gears here for a minute. Um, Nike's excuse officially for not releasing the Betsy Ross edition shoe was it featured an old version of the American flag. An old version of the American flag, really? That happens to be the exact same flag that was carried by Union troops as they fought to abolish slavery. I just thought I'd insert that just because we talked about that a little bit in my last podcast. So getting back to our topic at hand of the U.S. women's soccer team. Okay, so Megan Rapino is the captain, and she's gay, and she's proud, and that's fine, and there's nothing wrong with any of that. And that really doesn't even have anything to do with the situation except for a couple of quotes that she's made, and I'm going to get to that in a little bit. But first, let's go back in history a little bit about Megan Rapino. She used to play for Seattle in the U.S. Women's Soccer League. And back in 2016, she started taking a knee for the National Anthem to support solidarity with Colin Kaepernick, okay? But she says now that she's protesting. She's not allowed to kneel because in 2017, the Soccer Association eliminated that in the U.S. So... She doesn't place her hand over her heart, and she won't sing the national anthem like the rest of the team does. Now, let me touch on how her behavior hurts the team. They feel that there is a pay gap between men and women when it comes to U.S. soccer. Now, I looked at some numbers on this, and there definitely appears to be one. And the women feel so strongly about it that they are actually suing the U.S. Soccer Federation, to fix what is wrong between the men and women in their pay gaps. And there, there seems to be quite a bit. This would be a good time for the United States to be rallying around their soccer team in order to support them in their ongoing efforts for what they call equal pay. The women's team does technically bring in some more revenue than the men's team, at least what can be determined they do. According to audited financial statements obtained by the Wall Street Journal, about $2 million more in revenue for the women than men. Now, that's gate revenue, 
Okay, that's basically ticket sales. But as far as broadcast and sponsorship rights go, they're sold together. When they sell those, they sell it to the men and the women's soccer teams together. So it's hard to determine who has what percentage of those sales. Now, if you take a look at how they're paid, they are paid differently. They have, they both have like a base salary. The woman's base salary is $72,000. And they play 20 games. Every game that they win, they get $1,350 additional in winnings. $1,350 additional per game that they win. Now, the men have a base salary of what they say, 5000 per game. Now, if you can do quick head math, you know 5000 a game, 20 games is 100000 a season. So right there, they're making more. The men also get $3,166 per win. Okay, so if you take this to an extreme and you think about it, if the men were to lose all 20 and the women lost all 20, they would make 28000 more for the same job. Now, if the men go 10 and 10, they still make almost double what the women would make if they won all 20. So is there a cause for concern there? I definitely think it should be investigated. It definitely should be looked at. Now, this case isn't decided in court. It's decided by the EEOC, Equal Employment Opportunity Commission. Oh, and I almost forgot. Bonuses for a World Cup are quite substantially different. Uh, the women get about 75000 for winning the World Cup. And if the men would ever win one, they haven't won one yet. But if they will, they'll get about 400000 And that's under the current structure. So you can't see that going anywhere but up. As far as FIFA's involvement goes, they're pretty extreme in the differences in pay, too. FIFA, uh, World Cup prize money for the women... In 2015, when they won, was $2 million. The year before that, 2014, Germany won for the men, and they were paid from FIFA about $35 million. So, there's definitely a gap there. The fact is, like I said, wouldn't it be, with all this going on, the lawsuit and everything else, wouldn't it be nice if the women could, if if the the country could rally around the women right now? You know, their patriotism would probably garner them a lot more support. You know, but Megan Rapino has managed to alienate at least half of this country with her protests, and it gets worse if you take it to the game where they won the championship uh, on Sunday in France. They won the game 2 to nothing over the Netherlands. After the game, they were all celebrating, and Allie Long, okay, another player, was holding the flag in her hand, and, and it was... All right, now, I've watched this clip. I'm, I kid you not. I've watched it 250 times, this actual scene of them with the, fl with the flag in Allie Long's hands. And... She doesn't look to me like she cares any more about that than if she was flinging around her dirty uniform after a game. She drops the flag to the ground in order to pose with Rapino and another player for pictures. Just drops the flag to the ground and they it looks in the video as if they both step on it. I'm not going to say stomp on it like some media sources have reported, but it seems like she steps on it. Okay, they both did. 
And out of nowhere, in comes Kelly O'Hara, a total patriot. She rushes in and snatches the flag up. Now, some people may not even have a problem with this. Okay, depending on what headlines you read, and I'm going to tell you some of the headlines I found on this, some are saying that she dropped it, that she briefly dropped it. You know, I mean, it, okay, I know a lot of people think that it's okay and acceptable to burn the flag in this country in protest. I personally am not one of those people. I served in the armed forces. I can tell you personally what the flag means to me, and I'm going to go there. So, but before we go there, I want to tell you what the, the reaction to this was, what the media's interest was in this, okay? Of all outlets, of all the media outlets, Fox News headline, Ellie Long briefly drops American flag during World Cup celebration. Kelly O'Hara picks it up. Okay, wait a minute. Briefly? Who wrote this? Donna Brazil? you got to be kidding me. She didn't briefly drop anything. When you briefly drop something, it's like, whoops, I dropped it. I better bend down and I better pick it up. And the whole process takes about two seconds. No, she dropped it, threw it to the ground, let go of it, however you want to characterize it. And her intention was to take pictures. It was not to recover the flag that she had dropped. The Todd Starn Show their online headline was the U.S. soccer players tosses American flag on ground after, vic after victory. Gateway Pundit went as far as saying U.S. soccer player Ali Long throws U.S. flag on grass during World Cup victory celebration. But those are nothing. I got to tell you where I found the most revolting version of events. And that is in a Newsweek article. The title of this article is Some Conservatives Are Now Angry at Megan Rapinoe Because She Dropped the American Flag. Okay, first off, it was not Rapinoe that dropped the American flag. It was Allie Long. And some of the things that they say in this article are just crazy. They paint her, they paint Megan Rapinoe as the victim here. They say, already facing a backlash for her fiery criticism of President Donald Trump and refusal to visit the White House if invited... Rapino on Sunday added a new transgression in the minds of some of the right, dropping the American flag. So they're already dividing the country. They're saying some conservatives are now angry. So they're already dividing conservatives and liberals or Republicans and Democrats, however you want to look at it. I love it. You go down to the third paragraph of this article and it's a one line. It says, while there appeared to be no intent to insult the American flag, some didn't see it that way. How do they know there was no intent to insult the American flag? What do they mean there was no intent? What would she have had to do to show intent? Rip it up first and then throw it to the ground? I mean, absolutely ridiculous article. Now, I'm not the only ex-service member that feels this way. Okay, Jonathan T. Gillen... Gilliam is a ex-Navy SEAL. He said, you should be disturbed by this unpatriotic, narcissistic behavior. At Mpino is neither a hero or a role model. I rewound and watched the entire celebration on the field. Rapino didn't want anything to do with an American flag before she stomped on it. Hashtag repulsive. Uh, they call him former Marine and a survivor of the 2012 attack in Benghazi. John Teagan. 
John Tegan had a quote. He wrote on Instagram, what should be an amazing occurrence is hijacked by the clown show to promote disrespect. I feel exactly the same way. That's exactly what happened. You know, maybe if Megan Rapino hadn't made inflammatory comments about her position on Donald Trump, if she hadn't taken it upon herself to look unpatriotic from the word go, this could be looked at as just an incident where, you know, she dropped the flag, you know, it's no big deal. Well, I'm sorry, it is a big deal. It is a big deal. And I'll tell you why it's a big deal. When you've seen the Stars and Stripes, Old Glory, draped over the coffin of a good friend of yours, it becomes a big deal. The flag has been around for 200 plus years. It doesn't symbolize the Trump administration. It doesn't symbolize the Obama administration. It, it never has and it never will. The flag represents what generations of people before us did to secure our freedom. What they did so that Megan Rapinoe can be a soccer player in the United States. See, if we lived in a different country, in a different time, you wouldn't be able to pick your job. You would be told what your job is, and it would usually be some kind of very hard labor. But no, we have freedom because of patriots in this country. And it's because of those patriots that I can sit here and talk on a microphone. It's because of those patriots that we can get our families together on the 4th of July and shoot off fireworks and drink and do whatever it is we want to do to celebrate the independence of our nation. Independence of our nation started with an idea. It started with the idea that men were not treated correctly in accordance with the rights they have given to them by God under the rule of King George. Men weren't happy with that life. They decided that they wanted more. They set out to find a new home. And when they found that new home, they wanted to make sure that nothing that happened under the rule of King George would happen to these people ever again. Everything comes down to the liberties that were granted from the Constitution. That's why I consider myself a constitutional conservative. I digress for the moment, at least. I want to talk about some of the quotes that uh, Megan Rapinoe has made. And she was questioned about her patriotism. And what she said was, I think that I'm particularly and uniquely and very deeply American. If we want to talk about the ideals that we stand for, the songs and the anthem, what we were founded on, I think I'm extremely American. She said, uh, further, I think for detractors, I would have them look hard into what I'm saying and the actions that I'm doing. Maybe you don't agree with every single way that I do it, and that can be discussed. I know that I'm far from perfect. But I think that I stand for honesty and for truth and for wanting to have the conversation and for looking at the country honestly and saying, yes, we are a great country, and there's many things that are so amazing. Huh? 
What did she say in any of that? She says, for the detractors, I would have them look hard into what I'm saying. Okay, so I'm looking into what you're saying. You're saying that I am particularly and uniquely and very deeply American. Really? You won't sing a national anthem. You, If you had your, your way to do things however you wanted, you wouldn't even be standing for the national anthem. You won't place your hand over your heart. So what are we what actions are we to look at to determine your level of patriotism? Because from where I'm standing, there's not much. I want to go over some other quotes of hers too. She said, if we want to be proud to be from a country like America and all the things that we hang our hats on, like diversity, equality, land of the free, and home of the brave. It's everybody's responsibility to ensure that everyone in the country is being afforded the same rights. Now, this is what I don't get. And this isn't just Megan Rapino. This is other people that have said this too. The, the battle for inequality. What rights do I have as a white male, or any white male for that matter, that a woman doesn't have or a person of color doesn't have? Isn't everyone afforded the same rights as far as, like, the Bill of Rights goes? I mean, isn't that pretty much in application to everyone? So I I don't see any sense to this argument that everyone isn't being afforded the same rights. Everyone absolutely is afforded the same rights under the Constitution. That's how our country works. I don't see anybody with more rights than anybody else. Another quote she said, When I take a knee, I'm facing the flag with my full body, staring straight into the heart of our country's ultimate symbol of freedom, because I believe it is my responsibility, just as it is yours, to ensure that freedom is afforded to everyone in this country. Now, those are some fancy words, and they sound good together. But again, who's not free? I I don't understand who is not free. Are we talking, again, you know, the only person, people that I know of that aren't free are prisoners. Is she referring to illegals? Is she trying to say that illegals aren't free in this country? I get the impression overall from Megan Rapinoe that she craves attention. I think that's what it is, because if she didn't, she wouldn't always be drawing attention to herself, hurting her team and hurting her country. If you don't know by now, Wednesday was the parade in New York City, the wonderful Bill de Blasio invited the team for a ticker tape parade and she made an absolute clown out of herself there. She of course smirked, refused to put her hand over her heart for the national anthem that they started the parade with. She calls herself a walking protest when it comes to the Trump Trump administration because of everything she stands for. She's never laid out clearly what it is that she stands for. She has to spout off constantly about the fact that she's homosexual. And the way she does that is her comments that she's made. After the World Cup victory, she said that it is absolutely necessary to have gays on a team to win a championship. And those are those are the words she used, not not me. She said that there you have that it's science. It's already been she's already discussed it she said 
Science is science. Gays rule. As if heterosexuals could not win a championship. Somehow in her mind, science has proven that gay people are better. She said, go gays. You can't win a championship without gays on your team. It's never been done before. Ever. That's science right there. Do I need to say how ridiculous that is? She knows something about every single sports team going back to the beginning of time that she knows 100% for a fact that every one of those teams had homosexuals on them? This is absolutely ridiculous. And what does she do? She pits gays against straight in a country that is already way divided. What is a little girl, six, seven years old, playing soccer, that looks up to the team? Maybe looks up directly to Megan Rapino, And that girl hears her say that you have to be lesbian to win a championship. What does that tell that little girl? That, well, I'm not a lesbian, so we must not be any good. Or does that say, well, I better go become a lesbian because I want to win a championship. She doesn't consider the consequences of her words. And in this day and age, if you're a public figure, your words have consequences. Without question, it doesn't matter who you are. Everyone is constantly holding President Trump to a different standard than everyone else is held to. His words are picked apart, ridiculed, taken apart, taken out of context, reprinted over and over again. If he said the sky was blue, by the time the media got done with it and it circulated enough, he would call the sky yellow. It is a very important attribute as to how you carry yourself when you're a public figure, especially a sports star, somebody that's looked up to. When you carry that kind of weight and that kind of position, you can't be spouting off like that. She also screams out, New York City, you're the mother effing best at the parade. Now, mind you not that there's children in the crowd of all ages. It's on every media station. I believe it was MSNBC that, that uh, yeah, anchor Craig Melvin on MSNBC had to apologize on the air because they didn't censor it. That was the way she chose to promote herself at this particular parade. And it goes on and on. And then she gets support because her tweet where she was talking about the gays being necessary to win a championship was then retweeted by U.S. Soccer Association and they captioned it with, told ya. That's nice. Right. So now they agree that you absolutely must have gays to win a championship. She obviously does not weigh the weight of her words. But ultimately, the thing that probably drives me the most insane is when I hear a TV pundit or somebody in the media refer to her as a hero. How can she be a hero? And with that, that brings up today's chaos reduction. So what is a hero? What do heroes represent? I always thought a hero represented certain attributes that strive for a higher moral standing. Truth, honor, loyalty, a desire to serve others over themselves. Being more valuable to others than oneself. So is Megan a hero? Does she have any of these qualities? Does she tell the truth? 
She claims that everyone in America isn't afforded the same liberties, but the Constitution is in place to make sure that isn't true. She says you must have gays to win at sports. Many successful sports teams may or may not have had players that were gay on them, but that certainly didn't have anything to do with them actually winning. Talent determines how you compete against others, not sexual status. The beginning of the Declaration of Independence says, We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. All men. Back then, a man's value was greater than a woman's. But haven't we changed? Can women not drive, vote, have careers? If accused of a crime, doesn't the Fifth Amendment apply to all Americans? So where's the lack of freedom that Megan's speaking of? So what other qualities does a hero have that Megan may or may not have? Does she act honorably? Megan is the captain of Team USA's world-level women's soccer team. She and her teammates compete against other nations, not other states, cities, or local clubs. She's a representative of the United States on a world stage. When other countries hear their national anthems played, they act within the code of conduct set forth by their nation. When the Star Spangled Banner is played, Megan assumes it's uh, time to air her grievances to the world. Isn't that a dishonorable action? Honor is defined by Merriam-Webster as a showing of usual merited respect. Doesn't the office of the President of the United States merit respect? If you don't agree with the President or his administration, you're certainly within your rights to feel that way. But isn't it a dishonorable action to degrade emblematic rituals that pay homage to the country you belong to, as opposed to its actual leader? And isn't it just against the human code of conduct that we were taught as children to send F.U. messages to anyone for that matter, let alone the president? Certainly, it's not the conduct of a hero. How about loyalty? Is Megan a loyal person? I would assume her teammates would consider her loyal, probably both on and off the field. Or maybe not. I'm not on the team, so I wouldn't know. But does a loyal person unite, or do they divide? Making comments like, you need gays to win a championship, only pits gay people against straight people. It certainly doesn't unite anyone. Our country has been a source of division since the Obama administration, and it's in these times that we look for heroes. Someone that will heal the divide and recognize that we're all different but equal. In war, we award medals to our heroes. We shower them with praise for their heroic acts, for their loyalty to their teams by being selfless and caring for their fellow soldiers and country above their personal safety. It's true that they train relentlessly for their tasks, but some would say there's a sense of service that cannot be taught, that it's something you're born with. Maybe a hero, you would say. A hero is definitely a uniter. They have the ability to pull from both sides and stop on a median center. Someone that finds value in those we have differences with and, if given a platform, uses it in a common defense of prosperity-centered ideology. Megan Rapino has knowingly or not taken an already divided America and gave them something new to bicker about.
Now, some will look at sexuality as a hierarchy. Only in their own minds will worth be established. It will paste her face on t-shirts with messages of prosperity surrounded with rainbow colors, further feeding the narrative that worth and social class is determined by sexuality. Some will want to be just like her, or be her. Others will rally around the solidarity of their heterosexuality and loathe what she stands for. Either way, as this national accomplishment lusters on with the achievement they have outbid the world for, we as citizens will again dig our heels in deeper with a renewed sense of divide. This is her idea of combating so-called unequal rights that most of us fail to see. The fact is, Megan Rapino is not a hero. She doesn't have the first quality of a hero, and she actually does the opposite of what a hero does. She's not brave. She doesn't fight against evil. She doesn't fight against drug abuse or child abuse, human trafficking, terrorism, AIDS, HIV, cancer, diabetes, joblessness, homelessness, rising debt, global imposition, depression, bad dreams, or night terrors for that matter. She has mastered a task that none of us will probably ever master, soccer. She's an amazing athlete, conditioned and expertly trained to handle whatever comes her way on a soccer field. And let's face it, she's one of the best. But Megan, like many that have come before her, namely Ruth, DiMaggio, Montana, Chamberlain, Mays, Federer, or even the great Wayne Gretzky, are athletes, even stars or superstars but are not heroes for their accomplishments in their respective sports. I think we can all agree that most of us know a hero when we see one. Single mothers deserve the credit of being heroes because they do a job that requires two people, and not just for that, but for the fact that how they raise that child can have extreme worldly repercussions. Soldiers that go off to war and give up their families in defense of their nation are heroes. And whoever manages to put our divided country back together will, in fact, be a hero, too. President Trump is trying, but the Democrats won't give up on the charade of bad movie plots they keep trying to pin on him. It will take the ultimate uniter, and I still think it can be him. But as long as people with their own personal disagreements and, in some cases, illusions of his belief continue to spread hatred and discord, the task will only get harder and harder. I will say this without any regret. America is the greatest country in the world, and all opportunities are available to anyone willing to put in hard work. Yes, some are born into wealth while others aren't, and some people are raised differently than others. But last time I checked, we are still the most free nation on earth, with all men and women afforded life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. I think sometimes people just forget that happiness and prosperity are just that, things that must be pursued. I want to say in closing that although the victory achieved by the U.S. women's soccer team is an amazing accomplishment, some of the women have chosen to make this victory all about them and their ability to forget their allegiance to their country. This makes it a divisive event instead of a joyous one. These actions truly do not define a hero. I want to thank everyone for taking time to listen to me and encourage you all to follow Free American Media on Parlor at Real Free American and me at Proud OIF Bet on both Twitter and Parlor. That's going to do it for Climate and Chaos with Jay. And until next time, be nice to each other and be a patriot.